0: Hey guys, welcome to our Panther Rants podcast, it's Vlad Harris here, on this nice Wednesday morning, we're, uh, tomorrow obviously is Valentine's Day, so make sure you guys get out and get, um, you know, if you got a significant other, or, yeah, you make sure you get, um, you get something, you know, spectacular for them, you know, how, how it is. The whole roses and shindig thing. But, you know, as you get older in life, I mean, especially if you're married, a lot of times they don't give a shit about the flowers. I mean, they're nice. You'd send them anyway, but usually they like to have something that's useful to them, you know, whether it's something for the gym, something, you know, Starbucks, stuff that's going to make them happy. So, a lot of times, don't go too overboard on flowers and whatnot. I guess get them something that's gonna be useful because the flowers are great and the roses and whatnot, but they die after a few days, and of course they're gone. So, just find you know if there's stuff they like, you know if they really want something, get it for them you know, whether it's a gift card or somewhere, just a nice little gift. I mean, it depends on how much, what your budget is and how much you want to spend. You know, if you want, if you want to buy that $300 coach purse, I mean, Lord, I don't know how much they are now. $300 maybe? Or, you know, if you don't want to spend that much on jewelry, maybe she's not a jewelry person. A lot of times you can't put a price on hunger or coffee. You just go with that sometimes. Like the you know, the Starbucks the Starbucks gift card is always the go to. I think, in my opinion. I mean, you could buy them a nice little nightgown from the Victoria's Secret, but uh, you know. She, you know in this world of toxic masculinity that may not be for her that's gonna be that's more more for you and it's the you know make your wife or your still other you know as an object an object of your sexual desires and you just can't do that in today's world that's that's horrible you just can't so um, just get her a big-ass grandma nightgown and oh yeah i can't say either i mean you know that's that's you know, that's I'm making I'm doing you know, making fun of age people now. Uh I don't know, just just get a you know, just get a rope. You know, a nice rope or a snuggie. And if you're a female listen to this if, if you're for a significant you know, gift for your guy, I mean for us, I mean we're not hard to please. I mean, if I take sex, if I take you know, if I take sexual stuff out of the equation, because you know that's, you know, pretty much how that's going to go. You know, guys, we like gift cards too. I mean, we like you know stuff to buy. You know, you know, gift cards to certain food places, and we can buy food for food. food and you can have food with us, you know, or just get us a case of beer or something. I don't know. I don't think I've ever. I can't tell you the last time I went out for Valentine's Day, and I guess when you're dating, it's a you know it's a you know it's a significant thing. Well, for some people, it is; others not so much, because you know you'll need a day to celebrate. You know your uh, togetherness, because you celebrate every day, and this is just a freaking bonus. Oh, well, Enough of this freaking Valentine's crap. Anyways, guys. Pitt basketball dropped another one last night to Boston College. So Pitt just keeps losing. And obviously the reality is, is Pitt's the worst team in the ACC this year. And, you know, next year we'll see what happens. Maybe not for long. It depends what, what cable gets. And he did land a recruit yesterday, Gerald Drumgold. He's a 6'5", small forward, which is awesome. We need need help up up front. Had a decent offer sheet as well. I mean, because, you know, offer sheets vary. I mean, it's very different. Just because you have an offer sheet from, like, a football P5 school doesn't mean it's actually a good offer. Right? Right, you know, because they had an offer from of Buffalo, and Buffalo's a good offer to have. You know, if Nate Oates really likes you, then that's good. But as far as the as far as the team goes, they got at least one or two more wins left in them. I think. One, I mean, at the most at the least probably one one more even, even at the most one more because of how it's, how things are going but it's just a solid a young team and they just can't finish games I mean this was this game was winnable and they came out flat and then that's just how, how it went and then I have to hear about Kai Bowman every freaking every other freaking minute and, and people are still talking about Kai Bowman But um, you know, for the team as a team itself, it just is what it is. And but what you can say about them is at least they're battling. Whereas last year they just freaking, you know, the the ball got tipped. I mean, it was like last year. It was kind of like my ducks when it was, when they were District Five and they had no pads or nothing. You know, face-off began and they just fell over and then the Hawks scored like eight, eight or nine goals. That's kind of like what, uh, what pit basketball was last year. This year, they actually got pads and they're actually playing. It's just, um, you know, the results aren't to their liking. And that happens. But they probably got one or two more wins left in them, and it'll, it's just going to take time. All I can say is, you know, keep watching games, keep enjoying them. I mean, they're that's one thing. At least they're making it entertaining to watch. Because last, you know, on Saturday, it seemed like they were done against NC State, and they just kept battling back and battling back, and they had a chance to tie the game, putting overtime, and it's, the shot just didn't fall with the way they wanted to. Excuse me, I'm drinking coffee this morning. You know, when I record, I have to have at least something to drink, because other, other than that, my mouth dries up, and... I feel like I'm losing my voice but uh yeah other than pit hoops it's pretty much been a slow you know it's just just a slow pit news type of type of deal you know women's hoops they haven't won ACC game yet and you know Lance White has his work cut out for him and I mean he's got a bigger mess to deal with than Jeff Cable does that's for sure but I think that uh, you know brighter days are ahead for Pitt women's basketball Lance is dealing with some things plus with injuries as well eventually I think he will write he will write that ship it's just he needs to get players in so I just hope you know that Heather gives him as much time as he can as she can and I know she will because she made this hire and she will support him. Now, moving on to other stuff. Um, we'll stay with in the realm of Pittsburgh. Antonio Brown, I guess, announced. I guess you know, tweeted his farewell to Pittsburgh. Although he's still under contract, so I'm guessing he's going to get dealt. My thing is, is this: Why, you know, has he met with the Steelers? I mean, have they guys even talked? Is the thing that's what gets me. Have they ever? Have they? had, I mean, throw this soap opera of crap. Have they ever had any discussions? I mean, like you know, through text or phone calls, anything to figure out what the hell's going on with you know why is he so this disenfranchised, I guess you can call it. I mean, is he upset because the, um... He's not getting the ball as much. I mean, he got a whole bunch of targets this past year. He had a really good big season. Is he mad because he has to share the, the catches with somebody? I mean... That's what I think is what it is, and I think, um... It's a reason why the Steelers at times abandoned the running game so much when it made sense to run the ball. Is they had, you know, Schuster and have Brown. And basically they have a bunch of guys they gotta make happy. Cause they're not getting if they're not getting their targets, God forbid. And it's natural for receivers to act like that. I mean, Jerry Rice, um, there was times where he got pissed off where he wasn't getting the ball, ball enough. And that was in the 49ers days when they um, it was after the uh when you know when Montana left. And you had um Steve Young as QB, but they brought in they Ed Rice still, but they had, you know, JJ Stokes, they had um, Terrell Owens. Yeah, there were times that um, that you know, Jerry wasn't happy that he wasn't getting the ball as much because he had some. There's some other good. Young, they were bringing other good young receivers in, and they had to spread the ball out. And and Jerry obviously wasn't you know, you know he was he was trending down. I mean, he wasn't uh, he was still a really good player. It's just he wasn't what he was during the 49ers Super Bowl runs. I mean, that guy was on another freaking level. Then he, then he goes to the uh, Raiders and the Raiders pretty much ran up more of a, a prolific passing offense you had him and Tim Brown and he had some big seasons there too let's also forget that he had injuries too I mean 90, the 97 season he was out the entire year in fact actually he was out all the whole year he came back for the uh, late in the season to play the Broncos. I think, it was a, I think it was like the second to last game of the year. It was a Monday night game. They played the Broncos. And he caught, I think, a touchdown pass or two touchdown passes. I forget. But I know the, on the last one, he re-injured his knee. And he was out again. And I think he was done with, you know, he was pretty much out of the uh, 49ers. not too long after that. But you know he's you know, he still played. He, he went with the Raiders and played with them for a while. That's one. I mean, that's one thing I think of. as Tony Brown? Is he's not he's not happy. He's not getting the ball as much. I mean, he did, he did get, a, did get a lot this past year, but so did Schuster, and maybe that's he what he's pissed about. I, I don't know. Maybe they're mad at Ben, and that's what a lot of people are hoping. I mean, there, a lot of the people in the Pro Tony Brown crowd are hoping he exposes Ben for something. And and really, I mean, what can he what? what is it he exposed Ben for that we don't know already? I mean, is he an a-hole? Sure. We all know that. I mean, he's opened his mouth on several occasions, and I'm not sure what his, uh, you know, his leadership abilities are. I know for a fact that, you know, he really wasn't much of a leader when he first started, you know, when he came to the Steelers. I mean, he tried to be, but he was more of an asshole, and But of course he had Hit other leaders in the locker room To keep them in check I mean did they not respect him Who knows But I won't believe the whole Antonio Brown's moving Until he uh, Instagrams himself Packing his shit Then you know I'll believe it But he's under contract I guess the steers will move on from him And so I'm not sure what exactly happened. Why he got this way all of a sudden? And of course, some people are blaming on him on, on the uh, on the hit he took from Vontaze Burr effect I don't know if I don't know if a hit like that is it has adjusted his uh, way of thinking, or what he or him showing up late to things. It may be other stuff. I mean, he maybe it's just you know when you're a superstar athlete. Like he is, and maybe he just—it's a lot of pressure for him, and it's a lot to deal with sometimes, and it—you know—hurts your energy. I don't know. what I do know is we spent too much time on this topic. So, I got no issues with him Whatever, if he stays or leaves, doesn't doesn't affect me whatsoever. You know, I'll, wait, I'll wake up every day and go to work. Regardless of Antonio Brown is here or not, or what team he's on, so you know, good luck with that. Now the AAF um, debuted over the weekend, and the thing is, I know, by I know, about, I didn't know about it until Twitter, I guess you know, I was on Twitter and somebody mentioned it, and you know. The AAF, obviously, supposedly, well, a lot of people are saying is they'll Drew the NBA over the weekend, and the NBA, obviously, their their game of the night was uh, the, Thunder, the Thunder and Rockets, which is a really good matchup. I mean, it's Harden, James, it's James Harden versus Russell Westbrook and Paul George, under Chris Paul as well. You know, Paul Paul played, so you know, two good teams. I mean, uh, Houston is a big TV market. I mean, it's big. You know, it's a big city. Obviously, a lot of TVs. But the thing is, is Houston doesn't have the draw. Houston, Oklahoma City doesn't have a, doesn't have the draw that a t- that a, that you know, if it's a team from Boston or uh, LA, like the Lakers have. And there's also Knicks as well. They just don't have that draw, so I can see why the AF could have outdrawn them. Plus, it was the first the week, first weekend of AF, and people are obviously curious about it. And you know, you had you had Mike Riley coaching. Yes, Steve Spurrier running up the score. So, really, it's a you know I enjoyed the league. I mean, it's a. Um, I watched the you know, the game was in my region, although it was a uh, not really that great of a game, but still I liked how the game flowed and you know there was less commercials. It's basically NFL football the way it used to be, before uh, TV timeouts. People worrying about the safety of the game to a point where the NFL has to uh, make every hit illegal. So hey, you know, and people love their football. So for me, you know, I personally, I thought it was if they didn't, if they really didn't advertise like they should have, I think it's a good move because you don't want to dump all your money into advertising if it's not going to draw what you think it is. Let people find out for themselves. Although, you know, I was listening to um, Clay Travis's show on Monday. Because he talked about it, because, you know, because they out-true the NBA, so this is a big thing for him, because the NBA has a contract with ESPN, and which ESPN were paid for, so ESPN is, overhypes a lot of the NBA games, and of course, the NBA players and whatnot, they always take shots at football, I guess to, to make, their, make their product look better, and while... It hasn't really worked their way. This past season was, you know, despite the Patriots winning again, was still a good year because you had guys like Pat Mahomes, Mitch Trubisky, had a lot of young quarterbacks coming in, Uh, Baker Mayfield, a lot of new names, a lot of new faces, and they made an impact and basically rinse repeat. So, this year for the NFL, was a really good, it was a really good year for the most part. It was an awesome year. So, that's enough, you know, a lot of excitement there, right? But, uh, you know, the big story for the AF will be in the next few weeks if they can uh, keep up with the rings. If they do, awesome. But then, like, after, after next year, you have the XFL coming in and... Really, the, the AF was more to keep, you know, Vince McMahon in check because he decided to get back into the football game because I think he learned a lot from the XFL and then, in plus the, at one point the NFL was vulnerable. The NFL is vulnerable, and plus, um, when when the XFL first came out in two thousand or two thousand one, the um, the product was trashed before it even. You know, made its way into the field. Uh, ESPN, who had a lot of big influence on a lot of things at that time. I remember flipping on Golick and Greenberg, and Golick was trashing the hell out of the XFL. And yeah, ESPN went on a full, full frontal attack on it, and that was that. But of course, if you look back at the league, it really wasn't at this, you know. I would say it wasn't really that desirable at that time of a league. And I think the talent pool for the AF this this year is a lot better than what the XFL had. I mean there's I mean there's plenty of good players out there. I mean maybe not like superstars, but guys who can play still at the pro level. And they just you know you know, they only get so many see players the roster. Here you go. And plus, they're getting paid, eight, you know, 80000 grand a year to play it, which is real awesome. But uh, you know, I think uh, <clears throat> I think you know, Vincent learned a lot from the XFL. The first time that he you know, he's going to try making a good product. Good product. Uh, he hired Bob Stoops as one of the the GMs and coaches, which is good. Uh, The AF, as you know, has Mike Riley and Steve Spurrier as their coaches, and that's what really—I mean—and I think that's really the direction the league has to go. They have to hire college coaches, and I think for Spurrier this really works out because even Mike Riley as well, because they don't—they don't really—they don't have to go out recruiting; they just—they have to sign players. That's it, and they just show up and coach and practice. They don't have to worry about donors, ads, and whatnot. It's coaching, so they get to do what they love on the field and not have to worry about all the extra shit so yeah I think hiring I think you know the league hiring you know college coaches it's the right thing to do and plus you know bringing some more dynamic you know coaches as well but you know if they can bring in some you know some different looks, different looks on defense and offense fresh ideas do it So, I'm on board with the AEF. And as someone, you know, also on Clay Travels, the show, what they mentioned was in Orlando, they advertise a the whole lot. And plus, not only that, the franchise reached out to the community as well to, you know, to uh, sell, their, you know, to sell the, the product. So, for, for cities that need pro, one pro football, this is good for them. And who knows? Maybe Saint Louis, Louis can have a team if they don't already. I know Houston has an XFL franchise, and you know I'm I'm down with that. I mean, I may go check out a game or two. So yeah, I dig it. Now, as far as the rest of things go, I th- you know I, I saw the thing with Malkin the pens where he uh swung his stick. And of course he's but he may face some uh, dis- disciplinary measures because one thing in hockey don't do is swing your stick like like a baseball bat, like a baseball. It's a it's a bad thing and if you connect it could be really bad. I mean, I played in a league where in high school where there was a player we hated and One of our players bumped him in the middle of the game, and he swung his stick full baseball bat and hit him in the back of the head. Wasn't good, he, and then I think he was banned for. that for he was banned from league play. It's just something you don't do. And I think one, I think we had in high school, we had a, guy, a, kid, a kid did it as well. It was at the end of a game when they were losing. And I think they. We need, I think our, you know, our, the team needed the, the win to get into the playoffs for the WPI or, or the WPIHL they call it. He uh, he went full baseball bat on some kid and, and I think USA Hockey banned him for life. Pretty much, he was not to participate anything. Anything in regards to USA Hockey because that's you know when you you play ice hockey in high school because it's a for one thing it's a club sport and you got to register as a um yeah you have to register for USA hockey. Yeah you pretty much get banned from the whole thing. Yeah you're pretty much screwed But um Malk then connect which is a good thing but to, to, but to be fair to Malkin, nobody wants to be punched in the back of the head. And if he saw, you know, the uh, the play itself, he got hit in the back of the head. And when you play when you play ice hockey or any sport, you know, last thing you want to do is get punched in the back of the head. It's gonna it's gonna piss you off. I'm sure Malkin could have handled his things better, but what you do is you if you have a gooner team, you let him handle it. I'm not sure if the Pens have a goon this year or not. anyways guys i'm done here i ain't got much else to talk about how to pit let's hope for some more wins and some more recruits all that happy stuff and let's watch some more spring f- some af football bye guys